Our first reading is from, uh, well, page 236 first. Um, 1 John, chapter 2, verses 3 to 17. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new commandment, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet, I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or a sister is still in darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or a sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God lives in you and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lasts forever. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the gospel.
The reading is taken from page 105 in the New Testament sections of the Church Bible. 105. John chapter 14, verses 15 to 24. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Christ was revealed in flesh, proclaimed among the nations, and believed in throughout the world. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Lord, may my words and all our thoughts be led by your Spirit. Speak to us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I saw a lovely cartoon on Facebook which uh, appealed to me. There was a picture of an archetypal scientist type standing in front of a room full of people saying, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have to announce today that we've discovered a new kind of matter, as well as matter and antimatter and dark matter, we've discovered doesn't matter, which has no effect on anything. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Mark started this series on 1 John by talking about the heresy that was around that said matter, physical things, doesn't matter. It's all about 
your spiritual life. And that's what John in this letter was speaking against. He was much more your spiritual life is shown in your physical life. That matter does matter. How you behave matters. And we pick up on that today. I have not spoken up here since uh, just before the start of Advent. So I was thinking back to that time and thinking back through Christmas. How about you? We had a nice Christmas. Lovely time with our grandchildren. Apart from, on Christmas Eve, I managed to do myself an injury. Coming downstairs at my daughter's, I managed to fall as I went round a turn in the stairs and I fell against the newel post and really bashed myself. And it's just about got right now. And although it was Christmas... I hadn't had a drink. The problem, the reason that I fell, was that when I I went down the stairs, I omitted to turn the lights on, and I stumbled in the darkness. I wouldn't have fallen if I'd been walking in the light. And that's what John talks about in this first epistle, the first reading that we had today. Throughout the letter, John makes several references to light and darkness. In the first chapter, he said that God is light and that there is him, in him, no darkness. And therefore, as Christians, we're to walk in the light of the fellowship with him. And we, in this passage, have some more details about what that looks like. And the word that's used for walking can be used of any kind of progress. So walking with Jesus means our lifestyle, how we conduct ourselves, how we go on in life. It's a similar idea to that which Paul uses in Galatians when he tells them about the fruit of the Spirit, and then he says, so keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in going the way that he guides you. In this 1 John chapter 2 passage, he says, darkness is passing away and true light is shining. The light that's coming to the world through Jesus. Remember, in his gospel, right at the beginning of his gospel, John talks about light has come into the world, the medal of darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. We choose. In verse 17 of this passage, we read that the world and its desires are passing away. And walking in the light means keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. But that's difficult, isn't it? Because most people in the world 
most people in the world around seem to think this is the real thing and it's the Christian faith that's temporary, that's passing away. Paul, uh, John reminds us that it's Jesus who is the eternal one. He's the one that's not passing away. All that we see around us is temporary. You've heard about the lady who, after the funeral of quite a, a well-to-do man, quite a rich man, she's, she's walking as she, she just whispers to the vicar, Vicar, how much did he leave? And the vicar says, everything. What we have in this world is just passing away. Although, in many ways, the world looks different now to when it did at the end of the first century when John was writing this epistle. In other respects, it's just the same. John talks about the dangers of the desires of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and pride in riches. Isn't that what so many people look for? Where would our media be now without appealing to flesh, appealing to what we can see with our eyes and covet, without pride in riches? And there were temptations to Christians then, and they are in danger of distracting us now. There was a recently produced BBC podcast about an African church leader who's caused an enormous scandal, which only came to light really after he died, which included all those things. The lust of the flesh, the pride of his eyes, the desire for riches. And that's not novel because it's regularly in the news some church leader who's been brought down by some kind of scandal. And we all have to guard against those desires. Jesus said to his disciples that what makes us unclean is what comes from inside. He warned against the problems of what we see with our eyes. If you're right, I offend you, pluck it out. John says in this passage, in verse 15, that you can either love God or you can love the things of the world. And try as we might, we can't have both. What in particular distracts you? Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart is. So all those things distract and make us walk in darkness. But the other thing which takes us away from the light is the way we treat others. Because as well as John keeping coming back to walking in the light, we're walking in love. Whoever loves his brother or sister lives in the light. And in such a person there is no stumbling. 
says John in this passage. Love is a theme to which he keeps returning. Walking in the light of Christ means walking in love. Loving God means obeying his word. And that often involves loving other people. John talks about loving God, obeying his commands, and there's one old command in particular that he comes back to, he says. It's so old it goes right back to Leviticus, chapter 19. Love your neighbour as yourself, and that chapter gives practical ways. It keeps coming up throughout the Bible. And it's something that, John, that Jesus picks up. In a little while we have communion and in the, the gospel reading we had today was that discourse that Jesus had as he talked to his disciples around the, the time of that first last supper. And in that passage as well as the passage we read Jesus tells them I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other as I has loved you. By this will all men know that you are my disciples. Love each other. That's what walking in the light means. Many years ago, when I was young, you saw Christian badges, lapel badges and stickers Jesus saves. Smile, Jesus loves you. But actually, they're not very good ways of pointing out that you're a Christian. The mark of a Christian is not a badge or a sticker, not even a cross that you wear. It's love. We get annoyed sometimes when people outside the church criticize Christians for their unloving behavior. But Jesus gave them permission to do that because he said, this is how they'll know my that you are my disciples, if you love one another. It's supposed to be our love that shows that we are his followers. Does it? In second century Carthage a pagan city people knew Christians by the way they, they acted Tertullian wrote in that city it's mainly the deeds of love so noble that lead many to put a brand upon us see how they love one another they say is that what people say when they see us oh just see how they love one another In fact, John says walking in the light of Christ means loving your brothers and sisters and whoever hates his brother walks in darkness. And we can probably look around and say, well, I don't actually hate anybody. But just stop to think. There's been many examples in Christian history of Christians hating one another. This week we were in Cambridge and I, I went to the Round Church where there's a, an exhibition of the history of Christianity in Britain, particularly in Cambridge. And when you get to the Reformation bit, 
There's plenty of examples of Christians hating one another and falling out big time. And you've probably come across people in the past who've said things. I used to be um, a, ba- a Baptist minister for many years. I was a hospital chaplain. And going around talking to people in hospital, I came across several people who said, well, I used to go to church, but... And then somebody did something that upset them. Or I went to church once... And somebody came and told me not to sit in their seat. So I never went again. See how they love one another. Unless we think, well, that doesn't happen here. Because Ecclesall is a very nice place. And All Saints is very respectable. We have to ask ourselves, are there any little hidden resentments? Any people that you tend to avoid? Any grudges against people who've offended you in the past? In a big church, it's easy to avoid the people that you don't particularly get on with. To know people superficially. But loving goes deep, means putting the other person first. In a church I used to pastor, we had one chap who always had the knack of saying the wrong thing. He could upset anyone. He was very difficult to love. Try as he might to love people, he just managed to get it wrong all the time. Do we know anybody like that? I don't. But sometimes it's hard to love people. But John says that's what we're supposed to do if we're walking in the light. And just let's remember the words which Paul wrote to a very argumentative congregation in Corinth. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. We might think that we're walking in dark, not walking in darkness. We might think that we're not hating a brother or sister, but are we really walking in the full light of God's love? Responding to God's love means living his way and walking in his light. And his standards of love are just so high. But as John reminds the people in the passage we read, we can remember that we have a new start because sins are forgiven in his name. And when we mess it up, we can go back and be forgiven. 
He reminds them that they've known Jesus from the beginning, that God's word gives them strength. And then he reminds them to walk in light and in love. Just a moment of reflection. Thank you, Lord, for your love for us. May our love for you be shown in practical love to our brothers and sisters. Amen.